This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, Alice Pod fans, it's JR here. Burt's Babes, Hoddle's Heroes, even Decanio's Dozens. We've had some iconic lineups in our history at Swindon, just like the legendary menu at McDonald's. Parkin or Austin, sweet curry or barbecue? Why not get a McNugget share box to enjoy the debates with your mates? And thanks to book delivery, every drop-off could be a home win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points too. No one wants to drop points at home, and with tasty rewards to earn, you won't be missing out. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com Humbug. Rogers is streaking ahead and he's onside. Beautiful play! That is that! Break a shot! Oh, a goal! My is foul! post for Shearer. Goal! McLaughlin has it. Oh, deflection! And a goal! It's the Mitchell! It's another goal! Incredible! Hobble! wonder what a certain Charlie Austin was thinking as he was sitting in the articles watching that game. Boxing Day on iFollow would have probably been better. Am I right? 10,240 were in the county ground to see Swindon Town 1, Walsall 2, as Town lose deep into injury time and they can only have themselves to blame. Here to ponder again, but you're going to get the next one off. It's Dan. Hello, Dan. Merry bloody Christmas. Mm, humbug indeed. Not a great one. No, you could say that again. <laughs> oh, that was rubbish. Sorry, I, I I try and be cheery. I try not to be reactionary. But that really got me down today. That was just flat. I took my wife along, poor woman. And, yeah, I was just thinking to myself, like, come on, entertain us. And unfortunately, home games have followed that pattern. In the last couple of months. Um, years. Yeah, well, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Good interjection. But no, it's just really flat. I'm just feeling fed up. Let's get this pod done. Let's get this pod done because there's a, there's, there's a big turnaround of fixtures, isn't there, in the, in the next week with yeah. Northampton. Um, I was informed 
earlier that today is Monday at time of recording, and we got a game on Thursday. Is that right? Oh God knows. It's seven forty-five. Is it? It's not a bank holiday, is it? I don't know. I, I've got to do a Who press in between that, and then and then there's Colchester after that. I think that's New Year's Day. Oh man. <laughs> I think you've got um, you've got a break after that, haven't you? You've got a break. Yes. Yeah. There's a little break for the FA Cup, isn't there? A little so, break uh... to change managers, sign a load of players, etc., etc. Dan is feeling playful. Yeah. (laughs) Playful. We'll see how playful that is a bit later, I'm sure. Swindertown lineup, no major surprises, don't think. Uh, Bryn, Hutton, Blake Tracy, McDonald, Lavinia, Reed, Iandolo, Darcy, Williams, Shade, and Wakeling coming on during the game was Gladwin making his 150th game for Swindon in all comps. He came on for Iandolo. Uh, Hepburn Murphy came on for Wakeling and Roberts came on for Shade. In, in fairness, in the first 10 minutes, I think all of us who were watching that game were thinking, well, this is not going to be much trouble, considering that I think Walsall went into this game having won four of their last five and now five of their last six in the league. They looked shaky and frustrated and rattled. They couldn't get the ball and Swindon were forcing errors getting corners and fouls along the way. It was a good first 10 minutes from Swindon, as Lindsay has often talked about in the opening stages of games, getting at them, and all we didn't do was try and score. Well, there's the, where's, there's the crucial bit, Rich. Um, yeah, I, I don't think my, my reflection on the opening period is quite as cheery as yours, actually. Oh, um, I thought we were fine. Uh, well, yeah, fine, but um, nothing by way of end product, unfortunately. Yeah, it was a really, just a really curious first half. Um, was it the classic cancelling, cancelling each other out? Two teams that didn't look like scoring, who managed to score one each, which was a, a curious one. It, was, it felt like a real nil-nil kind of half. And, uh, well, building up to Iandolo's goal, it, it certainly wasn't coming. And building up to half-time... Yeah, it didn't feel like a Warsaw goal was coming either. So, yeah, low quality fare for me, Rich. Um, lack of tempo, lack of oomph. A lot of the things we did well at Barrow, passing the ball neatly up the pitch, effectively on a much more difficult pitch up at Barrow, we we failed to build on that and um, just felt really, really flat and clumsy. And for a big Boxing Day crowd, like it was eerily quiet I know you want the team to give you something so the crowd get up and you want the crowd to give the team something so they play better but yeah it was a real real kind of morgue atmosphere in the first half or am I just feeling dreary after losing (laughs) (laughs) not rare for a Swindon big crowd to not provide the the atmosphere if it's not like a high stakes game we always give it as good as we've got in cup games playoff games games that take us to the top of the table what have you or games where we're struggling at the bottom and we need to win desperately we bring the atmosphere but it's something that we're not generally good at. And I know the, the advisory board are looking into this, um, but I think it's organic, isn't it? You can't force this sort of thing. And I do maybe think that there was, I'm not going to say, because Boxing Day is always a big crowd, but an element I think thought Charlie Austin might be on the pitch with a scarf over around his neck, sort of um, clapping at at the fans today and I think had that happened which for various reasons it didn't which is fine um, I think that changes everything in terms of atmosphere 
Yeah, and I did actually hear a lovely rendition of Charlie's coming home. Pre-match from the town end. Um, but yeah, that's probably about the best voice they were in. <laughs> <laughs> and then the game starts, the Swindon way. Yeah, um, yeah no, I, I'll stand by it. I think the first 10 minutes, we were okay. And, and the, the big, Okay, the I'll give you, that, but no damage. No, there's absolutely zero damage, but you know we're doing all right. And for the opening stages, that's fine. But again, there's this... Is it a myth now to say that we go <laughs> all guns blazing early on in, in search for a goal? But in reality, we don't. We just have a lot of the ball and we look good, but we don't do anything with it. The first major chance actually went to Walsall, didn't it? It was a mm. free kick floated in. And I think it went to Johnson who who blazed over. Yeah, you had a Louis Reed acrobatic attempt to clear, sort of trying to contort his body into a weird position, which allowed it to run into the path of Johnson. Actually, he snatched at that quite badly I think an effort below the height of the crossbar um which sounds obvious doesn't it uh, <laughs> would have had um would have had Bryn in a bit of trouble actually um yeah there was that a couple of other blocked shots that Blake Tracy McDonald getting themselves in the way of, uh, of a few shots but uh, yeah I just felt really morose in that first half just I, I want to be entertained is that I know it sounds really simple but just when the game got a bit more ragged and open in the second half and the crowd did get a little bit involved and the ref was making bad decisions and the crowd were getting up, I I said to her, actually, I'd rather this than what I saw in the first half because at the end of the day, it is an entertainment business and I want to go to home games and, and see something. It's a long <laughs> period now. What was the last game? rip-roaring home games. Sutton, maybe? Yeah, And that was kind of two comedy defences that night made it a good game. But yeah, it does, it is an issue. We are, the style of play and the way we're trying to play, it's not conducive to rip-roaring football and atmospheres. Between the the 20th and 30th minute, we did revert back to all that possession and, and no end product with Walsall sort of getting a little bit more into the game. I've, I feel like I've seen this performance a lot this season and sometimes we squeeze a win, sometimes we get a draw and sometimes we lose. There's a few listeners that said that was our worst performance today and I think Scott Lindsay would probably agree. But in my head watching that, I feel like I've seen that game before, but sometimes it works in our favour and sometimes it doesn't, which is a part of my big theory that we're going to just like win a game, lose a game, draw a game and mm. not have any huge consistency over the season. I didn't see anything crazy different to what I've seen in, in other games recently. The problem was in the the execution. So I think we probably did try and play like we did uh, at Barrow. But Barrow were frankly horrid for 60 minutes, which is a contributing factor. I think Mansfield before that, Mansfield were all, all over the gaff, um, especially at the back. Yeah, this this felt much more like a Colchester at home, like a Newport at home, Hartlepool, you know, scabby. If we'd have won it, it would have been another scabby home win. And, you know, you want, do you want to give the punters something to watch? Call me. I, mean, I know that isn't the aim of football and it doesn't make a difference to the league table, but I would like to see some football. And unfortunately, in the second half, Whilst it was 1-1, you saw a lot of Warsaw sucking the life out of the game, taking ages on everything, knobbing about, trying to steal yards from throw-ins and the referee turning about. 
And yeah, I, I really don't think professionalism and sportsmanship, or the lack of, help League Two football. Um, it really was dire fare for a lot of today. And I think maybe I was trying to see it from my wife's eyes. Um, and as I, was, as I was leaving the ground, I said, to her, I was like, I'm really sorry, Car. Um, like, why, why do football fans keep coming back? What part of our brain is missing to sort of, you know, spend money, take a day out, go and watch something which you're far too emotionally invested in, be disappointed, and then come back to it all over again. It is one of football's great mysteries and part of the reason why football fans are such a hardy, wonderful bunch because <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, really testing. And I, I've seen plenty of games like that at the county ground, like you, Rich. But that really got on my nerves today. We we haven't won at the county ground since October 22nd. God. Which is two months. Not a huge amount of games, I grant you, but enough for people to start forgetting. And even then, that, that run of wins that we had was a very narrow win over Newport, a very narrow win over Colchester, and a very narrow win over Hartlepool. Scabby. Scabby, scabby, scabby. Scabby, scabby wins, as you said there. And now, a 1-1 draw against Tramier, which a great cross created that equaliser. But other than that, we didn't do a huge amount against Tramier. Good team, though, Tramier. No major issue with drawing them. Then the crew loss, which wasn't good. The draw against Wimbledon was a nothing game. And then we we have here. I'm not seeing this huge sort of like, we're one minute really bad and then one minute really great. I think we're pretty much consistent. But sometimes we win and sometimes we lose. I know what you mean. And do you know what? I was thinking about this earlier. I was watching that massive, immobile Warsaw backline of White, Montfort, Daniels. And (laughs) last season, last season against... Most of those defenders, I think they had a, a sprinkling of Rollin Meniazzi in there as well last year. Another large, not very mobile defender. And last year, we absolutely murdered a very similar Warsaw team. 5-0 at the Cagrand, 3-0 at Warsaw, um, 2-1 in the FA Cup on their patch. And McCurdy, Williams, Davison, Simpson... Whatever flavour of team, pain in behind them, we absolutely ran rings round them because we actually played fast, attacking football and exposed them for exactly what they are, which is just jobbing physical League Two defenders. And yet today, we barely landed a punch. You had a very willing Jacob Wakelin up against... um, up against him, running the channels as best as he can. Really dutiful play, but what service did he get in the match? And then to drag him off, that was a baffling substitution. We struggled against Michael Flynn sides when he was at Newport. You could see the method of his madness, but I didn't see that that stubbornness that Newport used to give us, you know, where we just couldn't find a way through. Mm. There were plenty. This Walsall are on a magnificent run and they got the win today and they edged the second half in terms of chances and, and going for it, which we'll get to later. But they were terrible in the first half, Walsall. Absolutely terrible. And we just did nothing. Yeah. Wimbledon and now Walsall, two sides that have come to us on good runs, sort of coming from deep in the league table. 
I've, I've not been impressed by either. I mean, what I will give Walsall today is that when Swindon were on the ball, they were very organised, quite resolute. You know, you've got Kinsella and Earring in midfield again, two busy, disciplined players. The defenders of Warsaw we've already spoke about. And that's what that's what really is getting me down now is actually if you're looking at a bar, you know, what we did to this Warsaw team last year, I'm not saying it's the exact same team and Flynn's obviously had a summer transfer window and he's he's turned them into a better team, clearly, more disciplined. But in terms of where we're at against that as a bar, we are just so much more dreary and so less fun. I've got so little <laughs> attack inverter. I just, oh, it annoys me. Football. Chin up, Dan. Football, Chin football, up. football, football, man. <laughs> well, where we did look like getting them was on the counter. Darcy, to his credit, leathers across, uh, which finds Iandolo. I'm not convinced that's who he was looking for, and he absolutely whacked it. <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't, wasn't. It didn't feel like a technical cross, but I've got to give him credit for it. Uh, Evan saved the initial shot, but Ellis does very well to get the rebound in, and I got to be honest. I sat back at that point and went, "There it is." everything's going to be all right now. Uh, I didn't yeah. declare it loudly, but I did feel that because of the way Walsall had played up until that point, I felt that not one goal was enough, but I felt that that was enough for me to think, okay, it's going to be a good day. Yeah, well, I, I'm with you. I was hoping it was going to be a Kickstarter um, and also a bit of a deflator to our visitors. But the game kind of carried on in its original pattern, really. Um on the goal, um, you're right. I think in many op- many opportunities to counter-attack today, and unfortunately for Swindon, some really poor decisions at the end of those counter-attacks. I can think of two occasions coming towards the town end where well, it was definitely Williams for one of them, uh, possibly Lavinia for another, where we've tried to slip in the little ball down the side for the forward and overhit it, and it's just been an easy gather for the keeper. There was a Good head of steam up in the second half. Crowd getting up and then Shade passes it straight out of play about missing the person he was trying to pass to by about four yards. Shade was rubbish today, I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Well, let's go there. Let's go with Darcy and Shade because it was around the time, just before the goal, that I saw a lot of comments that were specifically highlighting Darcy and Shade's performance. Darcy, I'm not going to take anything away from his assist. It was much needed. We're saying, you you know, raffle tickets. No, it's a good cross. It's a good cross because it actually had a bit of purpose about it. And it was kind of similar to the Hepburn Murphy chance at Barrow where, you know, Andalo's flying onto the end of that super save. And luckily this time... We got the uh, got the rebound in. So well then. I'm not I'm not giving well, Darcy nice. enough credit here, and I'll cheerfully. Um, no, 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 yeah, it just I I liked it because it actually he, he crossed it like he meant it. Yeah, exactly. There's far yeah. too much of our play where like we don't quite believe in that final bit. Yeah, uh, yeah. But Darcy's performance generally wasn't a man of the match performance by any stretch of the imagination. But I think most are now looking towards what Shade brought, and again. Lindsay's got to take shade off at the moment he takes Wakeling off instead, hasn't he? I mean, the, it was, there yes. was very little impact from him. It was crying out for Wakeling to stay on the pitch because he's your goal scorer and you're 1-1 at home. And frankly, it just sounds like a ridiculous statement, but you should be trying to win the game. 
you know, it needed Hepburn Murphy for uh, for Shade. Shade, I'm sorry, he just had an absolute stinker. He just looks yeah. so low on confidence. And some of that will be Austin related. Some some of that will have an impact on attacking players, won't it? You speak to some person A and they'll say, oh, competition for places, fantastic. And actually, you know, to the right personality type, that will drive someone on. Yeah. Um, you know, a threat to their place, competition for place. But Shade, in what we've seen of him this year, looks a delicate flower in terms of, you know, his football in self-esteem. Um, most things he tried to say did go wrong. Quite audible frustration from the crowd. The pass I've already mentioned, which killed a Swindon attack. You know, he didn't just miss the pass. It was sort of three or four yards wide of the player he's trying to pass to. Quite often said, it felt like he kind of slowed us down a bit um, on a few you know, opportunities to attack in transition or on the break. Yeah, ultimately, I feel a bit for him because he shouldn't be in the side right now if you had people fit. There's a very, very strong argument to say Morgan Roberts should be starting ahead of him, full stop, based on Roberts' sort of impressive cameos here and there. Yeah, it's one of them. You need to take him out of the firing line because that was really poor. And what about what about Darcy? Why was Darcy getting a little bit of stick? Because, I mean, we must give credit to Warsaw's disciplined midfield player. I think in Kinsella and in Earring, um, they did have two players who made it very difficult for Swindon to get on the ball through the middle of the pitch. I think they were happy to let Reed have it. Um, he was almost at times, you know, playing like a bit of an old school, old school sweeper. Sort of um, when Blake Tracy strode forward. Reed would sit in, or if McDonald strove forward, Reed would sit in again. So I think Reed could get on the ball comfortably, but it was that next pass, um, which is a real struggle for Swindon to get at the pitch. And I don't know, is that a lack of bravery on the midfielders' parts? Um, I think Iandolo had quite a good game. He's probably in the shake up for a, you know, you had your honourable mentions later. I think Swindon did get worse when Iandolo went off. But yeah, it wasn't Darcy's. Best day at the office, but certainly not a stinker. And, you know, the things I say about Shade, I don't mean to dig him out personally, but, you know, you just take him out the firing line, surely. You've got players who can play that same position, who are surely chomping at the bit, like Roberts. Um, yeah. And it, was, and it was a day where the front three got very little change um, because of the service which was really poor. I think with the turnaround of fixtures being quite swift, you'd expect some rotation from Scott Lindsay in the coming, when the coming games in the next week, um, you would think, wouldn't you? Yeah, it needs um, to freshen up. I think if, if, well, Gladwin didn't look fit, I've got to say that. It was a really rusty performance off the bench. Calm. What's that now? We're talking... 22 days since Crawley and you know it was it was quite a bump on the head and you must be cautious with these things but I do feel like Summer Khan's energy will will help us over the next couple of games particularly in in midfield that might be the logic behind why Khan didn't play today perhaps yeah perhaps you've got a really difficult game at Northampton it's going to be physical you know what they do we all know it Pinnock's going to swing every free kick in there's going to be long throws 
they're going to play up to the big lads, uh, Apare, and then Hoskins going to be buzzing around for a bit of knockdown. So it's that's a that's a horrid game when you've just lost at home. <laughs> oh, you know we're going to win that. You know we're going to beat Northampton. We will be perky and then lose. Well, to have got thirteen hundred in the away end. You know, <laughs> give me give me a cheer because this looks like a side that oh just needs a big cuddle. I think Lindsay acknowledged the fact that the goals we conceded today right up Northampton Street in in what they're good at. So yes. we have we we haven't talked about Walsall's equaliser and as you said the game just went back to its nothingness really yeah. and then we were we were heading towards half time with barely you know barely being tickled really since they had that chance and then just just a typical goal to concede where it was just, I swear Hutton was trying to to avoid the ball and then ended up getting a bit of contact and that being enough to divert the ball past Solbrin. Um, yeah, it's one of if a forward did it, it'd be genius. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's quite often the way with own goals. It's, um, yeah, just that feeling of calamity. I was going to say, do you think the fact that Walsall scored at that point, and I'm not going to go down perfect time to score a goal, but Walsall looked much livelier, better and improved in the earliest, early stages of the of the second half. And I do wonder whether that goal did have, have that impact for them. Oh, it, it must have given them a huge boost. Whilst I'm saying, you know, the game was flat, Swindon weren't great. You know, had we have gone in at 1-0 up, however undeserved, or, you know, you could say Swindon just shaded it at 1-0, maybe... Yeah, it, it got them back to back to parity and completely changed their their team talk. And second half, as often in the way, you know, you're going towards your corner of fans. Um, uh, but yeah, second half was much more open, which was good good for the spectacle. I think after Andale went off, we were very open indeed. Um, Gladwin, you know, when he was fit this season, you know, we've seen a much improved physical specimen in Gladwell. I think he did look rusty or you know not fully fit I to be kind to him because it was a couple of the usual striding runs you know some bad decisions at the end of it I can remember one where you know it was absolutely screaming out for him to just nudge it out to Hutton on the overlap he was on side and tries to do it himself and hits the defender and yeah, but I think physically we conceded a, a fair bit of the midfield once Andalo went off and uh, Gladwin came on, and that's credit to Andalo really, I suppose. I think that's a couple of couple of decent performances on the trot. Uh, I hope his injury is not too bad because uh, he is one who will enjoy the uh, the physical uh, battle at Northampton for sure. Seems so, LSI Andalo to have one of his better halves, <laughs> score a goal, and then hobble off with over half hour to go. It just seems just pure Ellis Iandolo. It was a funny one because the referee gave a free kick for another, look, who did we play? Warsaw. For a Warsaw player heading his foot at about waist high, which in my book's not a high boot. But yeah, it's somehow in the process of that, uh, Iandolo injured something. It was down quite a while and then... Uh, off he went. But yeah, it's frustrating because clearly the illness in the squad, which has been referenced by Lindsay in uh, the pre-match press, uh, the existing injuries anywhere and the sort of stalled return of 
Khan and Gladden really ain't helping. Let's let's be clear. Um, and it's not helping Lindsay one jot. No, no, it's not. And I started getting a little bit nervous with about 15, 20 minutes to go. And we'll still have two chances from breakaways that mm. they really should have done better with. I mean, really, the first one especially. Um, Walsall struggled with the final end product in terms of the, the last pass um, for much of the game too. Yeah. They just kept plugging away at it and we kept doing our thing and they kept doing theirs. And I think Walsall had another effort, a, a sort of more impressive curling effort that just went wide. But it, it just seemed to be just fading into a 1-1 draw as both times both sides were beginning to just not having much joy oh dear whilst it was open yeah two two poor quality attacks really exactly um, which may open but not that many chances in a bizarre way i'm not surprised walsall's winner came from a set piece it felt horribly ominous when blake tracy was down for what seemed like five minutes and then wasn't allowed back on to defend the which is a common rule. We can't. Well, that's about fine. Them. You know, um, you know, you can. You're still allowed to defend with the other ten players. Um, I mean, you should have other players who can head a ball as well defensively. Yeah, there was there was reference to that from Lindsay post match, which is a bit bit concerning. You know, because <laughs> exactly that, he's not the only player who can go and head the ball. You have got McDonald, Gladwin. Um, we draw that game today if our best header of the ball oh, is on the pitch. Come on, is that Just what? Like, we, come is on. that really what we're clinging to, Scott? Come on. <laughs> Really frustrating. It seemed really confusing to me that we asked Hepburn Murphy to play central striker on his own. I think he he was game. He he really he did his best. He he harried. He um couple of opportunities where if the ball would have just sat down, I think he um it would have uh, been a bit more you know one on one with a defender. There's a couple of runs inside. He's tried to get a shot off on his on his right foot, which. I've hit defenders, but yeah, oh, just really concerning um, lack of quality going forwards. Which you know, does Jeff Cott fix it? Is Jeff Cott ever going to play for us again? Well, I'm starting to veer veer towards that. Maybe I don't know. You've obviously got January coming round. You've got uh, Dean McKayley and Lindsay being a slightly non-committal in in some of their answers on on Jeff Cott. Uh, does Austin fix it? Well, you've got to get you've got to get the man a chance inside the eighteen yard box first, which um, you know, feels like a bit of an issue. Uh, if he's not going to do the run in at thirty four, you know you're asking your your wide forwards and your, your midfielders behind them to do a lot of the a lot of the legwork. And yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe there are some too bigger problems to fix in this squad to. We need a big Jan, I think is what I'm saying, Rich. <laughs> In a slow, warbling, ambling way. <laughs> we do, we do. And we'll, we'll talk about like what, what Lindsay said on the transfer front in the post-match. Not a huge amount of detail, but we've got we've to gotta stick the L on this game. Ugh. And it was in the 94th minute. You need your captain and centre-back doing way better in clearing. He tries to clear the ball. It hits the back of Roberts, uh, falls nicely to Manny Month, who scores, his, I think, his first league goal uh, for Walsall. And it's, <sighs> he's, he's had plenty of games for them. Um, hopeful arm raised by, <laughs> by Gladwin, not realising what's happened, surely. But 
you want more from from your experienced centre back in that he's not had any bother from from the attacker and he's he's he shrugged the attacker off if anything and he's just he's just fluffed his lines. Yeah, and in football the margins are small, and uh, sure enough, because I, I don't particularly think Walsall deserved a win either. It just felt just just felt like a drab draw, but it just yeah it just felt so Swindon. Bloody throw it away. Oh, I'm, just wa- I'm just watching it again on loop and it just gets worse every time, doesn't it? It's, uh, oh. it's Even the finish is rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I have some of that Walsall fan who's stuck, stuck, <laughs> who's listened to this for long enough now. Yeah, well done. I mean, what they are certainly is stodgy, efficient, hardy. Yeah, they've been on a good run. I'm sure they've played better than that. But this league, this league really isn't that good. And we're worse than we were last year. In last year's squad, in some of the teams we played lately, I think, yeah, how frustrating. But there you go. But we have to, you know, it's it's hard to judge on that season for only one reason, is that we had so many changes in January. If we have a similar impact this time round... You, you can't write it off. I mean, but bizarrely, we're still fifth. So all this, all this Maya I'm talking about, and you know how fed up I am tonight. It almost makes the case to make changes now, um, because you are by some miracle in touch. Press the gamble button. I'm feeling gambly. I'll read out what Scott Lindsay said to Andrew Hawes post-game. <laughs> if we're honest, he wasn't as defensive as he has been to his uh, for his squad this time round. So he said, we weren't fully committed. We were poor today. We didn't have the swagger of last week. We didn't have that spark or energy to go and play. We didn't play to the level that I expect. We didn't pass the ball well. We didn't create enough chances. The one player who will put his head on the ball, is off the pitch and they sling a corner in at the end and they score. Uh, Not enough movement off the ball, not enough guile on the ball, not enough aggression to get on the ball. I'm not going to use excuses, but there has been illness in the camp. But once you're out there, you've got enough in your tank and we'll be in training tomorrow. Yeah, he saw the same game as as most of the fans saw. There were a few that said Walsall were good. I'm not quite sure I can agree, but that run that they're on is you can't dispute that, can you? You know, kind of a classic League Two, yeah, like halfway up to flirting with the playoffs kind of genre of team. Tranmere was similar, Wimbledon similar. They they might be making their run just a little bit too early, you know. Suddenly, everyone's going to be talking about them, and fair play to them. But can they sustain it? Can they sustain it to get into the playoffs, which they probably can because they've got a couple of games in hand? But can they sustain it until game 46? And there are plenty of teams like that. And Stockport are going through that same run. Two, AFC Wimbledon are going for a similar run. One of them is definitely, I think, going to make it that far up. But you've just got to wait and see. And Swindon are in that conversation. Andrew Hall's asked about the playoff wobble, so to speak, because he did say that if you if you double your point tally now takes us to 70 points and that sometimes is enough to make the playoffs and sometimes it isn't. And kind of asking whether that was a concern and and Lindsay didn't see it as a concern, just pretty much saying, you're just going to have to be better in the second half of the season. Easier said than done. We really needed a special run last time round to do that. So Dan, is is it too simplistic or is it misleading to just look at the table, as you just mentioned before, and say, 
well, we're in the playoffs, so we should be grateful, give the guy a chance and just get on with it? Or do we see it, as you've implied, by saying, well, despite everything, we're fifth. So I think we can do better. I think, I think there's arguments. Heads out, I think. Yeah, okay. And the misery isn't helping. I've not even had a drink to it. I'm stone cold sober when I say this. Do I see Scott Lindsay turning this squad into better than what we've seen over 23 games? No, I don't think I do. You know, we might carry on on this kind of trajectory, get 70 points, and that might feel slightly agonising come May that we finished 8th or ninth. But I think you made a point in that as you were introducing the question there, Rich, you know, is that good enough for us in this tier? I still don't think so. And hopefully the people running the club want to be more ambitious than that. Particularly at home. It's, that's where your home fans are. You know, I spent so long talking about this last year, about how poor the home form was for two-thirds of the season. That's your backyard. You've got 9,500 fans there today. That should be an advantage, please. but Rich same question to you do you think Lindsay's got it in his locker to to do better than this I I think we are if anything have slightly overachieved on 35 points from 23 games I think those scabby home wins with barely any style have done quite a lot of heavy lifting on that points total the lovely wins are pretty few and far pretty few and far between have we been robbed this season? I don't think we have. No. I don't think I can't think of a, a game where I've walked out and you know, I don't really count draws in that. I don't think we were robbed this weekend. This weekend. I don't think we were robbed today against Walsall. You know, a draw would have been a, a fair result, but we can't you know, Walsall were knocking on the door for the last ten, fifteen minutes. More so than Swindon were anyway. Um I look back to the Crawley game. Nope. Crew game. Nope. Nope. Stevenage. Nope. nope. Northampton. Nope. Nope. Harrogate at the start of the season. No, absolutely not. And those draws have been so dreary. I mean, I think you know Stockport away we should have probably come back with, but we were only only had ourselves to blame there. But at the same time, Ginningham were looking good at the start of the game against them, and and they got a player sent off, and that that changed that changed things. Yeah. But again, they went down to ten men, and. With, for 80 minutes, we couldn't break down one of the leakiest defences in the division. So yeah. so I just don't think we've been robbed. You know, th- there have been times over the years where I've just been like, you know, it's coming. It's on its way. and doesn't feel it. The more the, the games go by, even when we do win, because Barrow was still just an awful game of football. We were better than them and we deserved the win. But it wasn't. What was the word that Lindsay described it as? Swagger. There was mm. no swagger in Cumbria last week. I can assure <laughs> you of that. But we're, we're just about to sign a very, very popular former player. Weird that there were no pictures today. There was no sort of like he's here. So maybe it's not the done deal that people said. Maybe there's a few more I's to dot and T's to, uh, to cross. But there was no publicity of this really quite exciting moment for Swindon in this season. And when we see that we've scored two in our last five games, you know, we need that. But I'm here going, he can't change all the issues that we have at the club unless he can just do it through motivation alone. I don't know, but 
Charlie, we're going to do we're going to do a bigger discussion once Charlie signs if he if he does because it, it's a it's a huge potential moment in the season. But I don't know, man. It 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 doesn't yeah. it doesn't it doesn't fix every issue we have at the moment. No, no. I think the Austin signing won't be particularly measured in football ability. That'll be measured in emotion, romance, shirt sales. <laughs> I don't know if that makes that much of a difference in League Two. Uh, but yeah, bums on seats, you know, that feeling of boost, you know, because uh, I watched Charlie Austin in his final Brisbane Raw game uh, against the Newcastle Jets. Um, I found myself at home and not working, so I thought I'd stick it on. And I, I, from me to you, Swindon fans, you know, don't expect Charlie Austin of old. He's a bit little bit wider, a little bit slower, and he wasn't quick to start with. Um, admittedly, final game in Australia, doesn't want to get injured, you know, yada, yada, yada. But he made very little impact on that game um, as Brisbane's sort of marquee striker. So, yeah, don't expect miracles, please. Um, the temptation will be to expect miracles, but I think his boost will be non-footballing um, if you can make him chances in the width of the 18-yard box I think he's still going to have the the right instincts and hopefully may inspire some, some players around him but there's quite a lot of other parts of the squad where I think there's almost arguably more important signings required. Do you say that's fair Rich? I, I would say so. Post-game Lindsay said He's not expecting significant changes, but some additions for sure. And I think if some are coming in, some have to leave. And Charlie Austin is still a work in progress, which is understandable. Good that he's there. Good that people can start to sort of believe and see what's going on. Yeah, we 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 need to we need to see what January brings to have a clearer picture. If if Scott Lindsay indeed is there, I mean, it it feels. It feels so weird. I think it makes it more it makes it a more compelling case. And we know Clem yeah. is in the country too. He strikes me as a bloke who'd like to sack someone first face to face. But what I will say, I think it is absolutely fair to make a judgment on Scott Lindsay as fans. Twenty three league games in, that's half a season, plus cups, and it's that feeling of things trending downwards which is sitting really uncomfortable with me. I don't think he's making players particularly better. Some of the standout players of the season, like Remy Hutton, have had quite a period lately. We've had curious, curious management of Louis Reed, which you know, one of your marquee players in midfield. In, injuries haven't been kind, I'll say. But do I have faith that if you got four or five better players in? that he would be the man, turn them into a tactical machine that can go out and, and win another 12 games, uh, January, Feb, March, April, May. Um, no, I, I don't think I do. I, I would always go back to my comments in the summer. I, I think it was a poor appointment. And I may I may well eat my words later in the year, but I, I don't think I will. And yeah, if, if Clem's in the country for a couple of weeks, I'll hazard that Scott Lindsay probably get sacked in this next couple of weeks if if the next week is not kind it's gonna start to get louder isn't it i know northampton they are automatic promotion 
contenders and comfortably so. But then so should we be, right? Exactly. We're not, if we, we're not like facing Sunderland in League One or Ipswich or... Come on. <laughs> and then Colchester away, which is somewhere where in my mind we don't exactly thrive. And yes, they're they're well down there, but Colchester always find a way to stay up. That was an unlosable game last year and we drew it. Yeah, so I think I'm not going to just drag it out every time I'm asked. If we had to unfortunately rebuild, do I have faith that the job can be done in the same way that Ghana did it? And Ghana didn't do the job. We lost ultimately. But getting into the playoffs, I'm not sure at this moment in time. It's not a definitive yes. It's not a definitive no, but I'm leaning ever, ever closer towards the no. But if we lose to Northampton with a big crowd, you know, the big away end, and then a slack against Colchester. Well, my worry is obviously we've got a bit of a Blake Tracy injury there, potentially. I don't know. Because obviously he he went off, didn't he? I mean, it looked like something was bleeding. I I don't know. You've got an Iandolo injury there. Khan and Gladders haven't played uh, for a while. Gladders look rusty. My worry is... We might get pumped, actually. No, we 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 won't get pumped. It'll well, be it'll be don't. an unlikely win, or in our minds, it'll feel like an unlikely win. Simon Cox hat trick for free, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. Rolling back the years, bring him out of retirement. Let's bring the whole <laughs> gang back together in some in some form, even though Austin and Cox. Well, Austin's Austin was at Swindon pretty much because Cox left essentially, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. Extra extra forward option. You know, we'll see, we'll see, but. It's not looking great, and that fifth position will drop like a stone at some point. You know, we've we've had seasons like this where, like, oh, we're still here, we're still. Here. Usually happens in relegation seasons where we're like, oh, it's all right, guys, we're twentieth, well, we're eighteenth, we're fine, we're eighteenth. We've lost this weekend, but somehow we're we're eighteenth, and then bam, <laughs> you know. So you know, one yeah. one selection of results goes against you, and and you drop like a stone. And if those games in hand go against us, then we can we can fall quite comfortably down to mid-table but that's not the reality the reality at the moment is we've got the points on the board and we're in we're in the playoff situation but I don't think I'm comfortable going we're fifth what's the big deal no that that doesn't stack up I'm afraid yeah I'm I'm sorry that's way too low on the expectation stakes yeah let's have a reality check for the fans we're a big club at this level I know crowds don't equal points but crowds do equal budgets. Budgets equal players. Yeah, I don't know. I'm grumpy. Sorry, everyone. Merry Christmas. I'm not fuming because, again, I feel like we've had this result and performance before. And if it's not, even when it's... <sighs> I think we've won games like this and I've gone, oh, I don't know. It just... any other, Another day we would have lost that and then we're in this game. It's like, any other day we would have drawn or won. It's a cycle that I would like to see Swindon halt ASAP let's end on a a positive note Fraser Blake Tracy who who did get injured he was comfortably the listeners man of the match I don't even think it was a um there was many in the race for it although there were sort of like this guy you know he he tries you know Wakelin always gets the the effort card doesn't he but Fraser Blake Tracy won it comfortably and I don't think we can argue with that. How no? I mean, he's the only person that can head the ball. I'd like to see that on the tactics board. Just a really large circle for Blake Tracy when defending corners. Everyone else just like pin size. Let's try and tell you why. Once again, defended dutifully. I think he's really good at centre half. He week by week seems to be growing this nice habit of 
uh, sort of striding out from the back with the ball, which actually commits an opposition player, and then you know you make the pass, and hopefully you're uh, you're a lot further along getting up the pitch. Um, there seems to be some quite good synergy. Reed, you know, when Blake Tracy does go on his uh, on his wanders, Reed will sort of cover him behind. So yeah, it's um it's a bit odd when you're talking about one of your centre halves being one of the better players at progressing the ball at at field, which is probably quite telling for three midfielders and the that poor front three with very little service. Um I mean we've not even mentioned Williams today. Some of the some of, some of his end decisions or poor first touches and yeah, really frustrating from one of your again, one of the players you're looking to be a real big real big influence. It was, uh, wasn't a great day for Johnny. It was a really poor day for Shade. Wakelin at zero service. He must be fed up. And then to get hauled off, <laughs> just slap in the face with a big wet fish. There you go. Well, I tried Blake to Tracy, man of the match. <laughs> <laughs> I low, honourable mention, because he was pretty good. Well, let, let's see what the next few days brings. You know, we might have an exciting centre-forward returning to the club. Big game against Northampton to look forward to later in the week. Until then, Dan, thank you very much. Thanks all. Merry Christmas. Honest. The Low Strangers is an independent supporters podcast. Views given do not reflect those of Swindon Town Football Club or their official partners. The music is provided by the great Matthew Kilford and the podcast artwork was designed by Matt in Singapore. What a guy. Thanks for listening. Come on, Swindon. Has a bubble. Hi, Ellis Pod fans, it's JR here. If Swindon players were McDonald's items, who would they be? We've had lots of Big Macs, like the legendary Alan McLaughlin, Harry McCurdy, or even Steve McMahon. Perhaps you'd prefer to channel the power of McPlant, like Darren Ward, or maybe five chicken selects, one to enjoy for each time Ben Gladwin joined. Yep, there's one spare, but there's still time. And you don't need super scouts or data solutions to get your hands on any of these. McDelivery through the McDonald's app brings them all to you. At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.